What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we are coming to you as we always do from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and joining me as they do each and every week are my friends, my homies, my compadres. Ladies and gentlemen, first up, the man who had to hold the camera for the uncomfortable elderly sex scene in the movie X. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the hero, Ron. What's happening? And of course, he is the, uh, he needs no introduction. But yet, he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool. Hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. Hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Diesel. Jesus, you got to film it? I had to bribe the director to hold the boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically enough, there's somebody who holds the boom mic during the soft core scenes of that. But if you would like to hear a review of uh, X, you can check that out on the latest episode of Horror Zone 607. Anywhere you get great podcasts by searching Horror Zone 607. Myself and Mike C. Break that some bitch down. With that being said, though, let's get back to the show at hand. Uh, how has been your week, Ronald? It's been a week. Uh, I... You know, acquired pretty much almost 40 hours of overtime in the last pay period. Nice. You know, so that's a thing. So that was pretty Celebrate much the week. Celebrate good uh, times. Come on. You know, it, well, nothing major happened this week. No game groups because we played Sunday. Then we are, you know, so we didn't play last week. And uh, I went to see Dog yesterday with my sister. It was an all right movie. It wasn't horrible. Did it make you cry? It, there, there were At least tear up. Not really, because it's not that kind of movie. Oh, okay. So, so they, 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 I feel like every movie with a dog like that gets sad, it, like old yellers. You, you could, it could have been, but they didn't. Like the, the story is, it's uh, the dog's name's Lulu, and Channing Tatum rescued a dog named Lulu. So it was a made-up story about Lulu. <laughs> Ah, it was okay. not based on a true story or anything, but he rescued a dog named Lulu, and he made a movie. You know, came up with the idea, so he just made it a little more uh, dramatized, dramatized movie. So at least it wasn't. Uh, you know, but they, they tell you pretty much it was wasn't based on anything. So. Well, at least it wasn't a traumatized movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything yeah. else? No, that's it. That's been the week. Diesel, how's this week treated you? Not too bad. Didn't really do too much. We recorded Thursday night. Uh, I was going to play cards on Friday, but uh, that, that Texas Roadhouse chili went through me like a <laughs> goddamn bullet. Continue on until Friday? Oh, dude. There... <laughs> the life story of that week was uh, there will be blood. <laughs> well, I, I just want to throw it out. So it's a little backstory for people. Thursday, we recorded 3FN After Dark, which is right now exclusively on Patreon at patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bone content. Let's uh, throw that little plug out there. Uh, we did it. My wife was a guest with myself and uh, Derek, a.k.a. Diesel. And before then, we went to a nice steak dinner at the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> and that's why Diesel uh, is hurting from the chili. Because instead of getting... A cup of chili. He got a bowl of chili, and it made all the difference in the world. For one dollar more, you can upgrade to a cup uh, from a cup to a bowl. Sure, let's do it. Normally, I have no problem splitting a blooming onion, eating a loaded baked potato, a cup of chili, and a full steak. 
or even the steak and the ribs. No problem. How was it all of that? By the time the steak came, I ate the baked potato and I had about three bites of steak and I was like, I'm tapping. I, I, I can't eat anymore. And then, yeah, the next day there was blood. Uh, so I didn't go to play cards. You know, I'm trying to get prepped for the 2K coming up this weekend at Dragon Master Games uh, for Modern. But we got a lot of tournaments coming up, so working on getting ready for Modern and Legacy and Pioneer and Pauper. So that's all I've really been doing, working. And then I, I took Saturday off as well because I was supposed to do some stuff. And then Sunday I just came here to Dragon Master Games and worked for a little while. Ah, yes. Um uh, I didn't have much. I recorded with Diesel, had a nice steak dinner. Uh, Friday night, I watched The Adam Project, which is going to be the 3FN uh, movie club uh, review this week. I watched it with my wife because my wife really wanted to watch a movie. Uh, Saturday, I went to the theater with Spooky Mike C from Horror Zone 607, and we watched X, which, once again, if you'd like to hear that review, it's on the Horror Zone 607 podcast, out now. And uh, outside of that, Sunday, I just did the lazy laundry, lay around the house, and uh, I didn't watch much wrestling this weekend, which is a surprise. I did try to stay up to watch uh, Circle Six, but you can hear all about that story on 607 TWS this week. I know I've given it a couple plugs there, but it, you know we don't do wrestling on here anymore. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting. There were some issues, but it was good, but some issues. And other than that, man, here we are recording, getting ready back into it. I'm ready to start another week here at the 8122 Production Studios. My friends and stuff. This week, I don't think I have a ton. I got I to go to a lacrosse game. My kid's first lacrosse game is coming up this Saturday. It's in Pennsylvania down in the Wilkesbury area. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a little jaunt. So I figured I'd go, go down there and see that. And uh, my wife tells me we can. Uh, he doesn't have to take the bus back. We can take him. Because I'm like, ah, fuck, if I'm going to go down there, I want to go have food. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, outside of that, I don't have much planned for this weekend. Of course, next weekend, uh, the, the two weeks away, technically, I should say, I will be in uh, Geneva, New York, at our good friend George's for WrestleMania weekend. The tradition continues. Nice. So it's going to be a lot of fun up there. But enough about uh, us in our weeks. Uh, but before we can dive into the open of the show, uh, we got to tell you all how to get a hold of us, how to find us and such. And it is simple. You can hit us up on Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share that page. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all social medias, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. Of course, we are on all the podcatchers out there. So if you, uh, whatever podcast provider you listen to, hey, make sure you uh, hit that uh, follow or subscribe button to get our show delivered to you automatically. Also, if you will, give us a rating or and or a review. It costs you absolutely nothing, but it means the world to us if you give us, uh, us those five star reviews and uh help us you know get more into that algorithm if you will uh of course for all information about the show go to 8122productions.com where you can check out all the news about the three fat nerds podcast horror zone 607 and 607 tws including our t public store link the patreon link which you heard me mention earlier patreon.com slash 8122productions the twitch link which is twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M. from the ODPH talk all things pro wrestling, and you can get that in podcast form anywhere you search for 607TWS in podcast form. Uh, also, there's also the link to uh, the band to support the show and give us the uh, great music so we can come to you copyright-free, including the band that does our theme music, Shout at the Robots. The song is Fail Better. Check it out on Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music. But the link for them and other great bands 
right there as well. Plus, friends of the show, like the ODPH, like Sci-Fi Horror Fest, and last but certainly not least, our local sponsors who help bring the show to you commercial-free, such as Dragon Master Games and Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. So, all that and more at the one-stop shop, 8122productions.com. And if you forget anything that I just said, there is hyperlinks in the uh, description for this very podcast to take you right there. But I love it when I don't come to the warning track. <laughs> Sometimes I talk too much. We come to the warning track, but I like it. But you know what? We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So guess what time it is? It's time for this week's edition of the Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, ta, ta. I love that music. <laughs> My favorite music that I found. And of course, as it is traditional Three Fat Nerds podcast style, <laughs> our podcast always comes out. As you know, we record on Mondays. It's released to y'all on Tuesdays, unless you're a Patreon member. And then you get it Monday nights, and it's the uncooked edition. So you get it unedited, straight to your ear holes. Another great reason to be on Patreon. Uh, but as it always happens, there's always a movie trailer or an announcement that happens the day the show comes up, of course. So we're a week behind on it. And, of course, it hit again. And this week, of course, it was for that first ever trailer for Ms. Marvel which I know a lot of people are excited about. Of course, if you have been living under a rock, you might not know, but uh, the show stars Aman Vellaini as Kamala Khan, an ordinary teenager, teenager from Jersey City who writes her own fan fiction, mostly about her idol, Captain Marvel, and eventually finds herself the recipient of unexpected powers. The six-episode TV series is slated to premiere on Disney Plus on June 8th. Before we dive into any more stuff like that, we have a trailer to talk about. And I'm going to start this off and kick it around the table to you guys. I actually thought this was a very good trailer. I thought it was a refreshing trailer. And I also thought that they did a really good job of doing something different. But let me hear from you guys. Ron, how'd you feel about the Ms. Marvel trailer? I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't care for the show one way or the other. I was like, okay, I'll watch it because it's only six episodes. But I saw this trailer. I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I like the... I like how they started it i liked how it went through and i do like the concept and how they're changing some things for her and it explains her powers a little bit better yeah. i think um but i i enjoyed it like i'm like i'm, I'm all in it got a got a very i i don't know if they're gonna it, i don't know if it's just for the trailer or if it's going to continue in through the the actual show but it, it's got a very scott pilgrim vibe mm -hmm. and i was okay with that uh some people i know were like oh uh, i'm like yeah i get it but I, I was okay with it. That's why I'm like, I, I want to see. I want to see where it goes. So, yeah, leading into the Miss Marvel, you know, co show coming out, like I had zero interest in it. I was like, all right, finally get the first like Marvel show, Marvel property that I will, n I will not watch. See the trailer, and I don't know if it's my love of the weekend or what, but <laughs> the song that they used in it got me amped up. I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, this actually looks pretty fucking good. I'm yeah. kind of excited for this. Like, I didn't think I would connect to this character whatsoever, and I'm like. Dude, I want to make sure she's okay. Yeah, I like the trailer. <laughs> I, once again, I did like that Scott Pilgrim element. That's yeah. something that Marvel hasn't done quite yet. So I thought that was new and fresh. I also like, you know what? I like the way that they're uh, tackling different issues with the yeah. character. Obviously, this is uh, one of the first major uh, young female stars in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also in comic books. I love the fact that they did take the chance. Well, not take the chance, but I love how they kept true to the story. She's a young Muslim girl, uh, and they didn't shy away from that, showing her prey, yeah. uh, showing her family life. 
and introducing some people very like just in the trailer introducing people to maybe a different life and culture that they're not accustomed to yeah so I, I thought they did a good job there without beating you over the head with it as well so i mean we'll find out in the series if they can keep that balance but I have hopes for it. I think it's really cool. Like I said, plus, I'm really excited about the fact that this looks to be shot in a completely different style yeah. than the other shows and movies that we've seen from Marvel. So, I mean, I'm very, very, um, I wouldn't say excited because I, nothing really get, you know, I'm excited for Obi-Wan. Yeah. But I am very hopeful for this show and it, it might be a stealer. It might be one of those ones that I go into going, you know, it's good. I'm definitely going to watch it, but it could steal the day. Yeah. Uh, in addition to Villainy, who plays Ms. Marvel, also stars Aramis Knight as Kareem slash Red Dagger, uh, Sagar Shaki as Camilla's older brother Amir, Matt Lintz as Camilla's best friend Bruno Corelli, Rish Shah as Cameron, Laurel Marsden as Zoe Zimmer, and Zenobia Sharaf and Mohan Kapoor as Camilla's parents. Uh, Yasmin Flesher, Laith Nakeli, Azar Usman, uh, Travina Springer, Namari Bucha, Ali Khan and Alicia Reiner have been cast in roles that are, as of right now, unknown. And there was an additional casting uh, that was announced earlier this past week for Marvel's uh, Runaways alum and Overwatch voice actress and Johnny Bahimi. Bahimi? I'm, I'm sorry if I said her name wrong. Uh, Bisha K. Ali serves as the head writer and executive producer along with Kevin Fahey. Uh, Luis Esposito and Victoria, Al Victoria Alonzo co-executive producers are Sana Amant and Brad Winderbaum. Directors for the season are Adele El Arabi, Belal Falal, Sharmin Obad Chinoy, and Amira Minan. And if I butchered anybody's name, I once again apologize. Uh, and of course, once again, six episodes starting June 8th on Disney Plus. Mark that in your calendars as another big Disney Plus show that uh, I, I do believe that everybody should tune into. Uh, especially because it's going to be coming off the heels of such great stuff as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi yep. and Moon Knight. Hopefully yep. Moon Knight's going to be great. I mean, I have hopes for it because I've been a big Moon Knight fan for a long time. Uh, where should we go next? I'll tell you where we're going to go next. Netflix is on, on they, not to be outdone, they've made big announcements this week, and they have announced when their Resident Evil live action series will be coming to the platform. Are you ready for this news? It will debut on July 14th. Uh, the news of the show, which stars Lance Reddick as Albert Wesker, has been relatively quiet for several years, but it is now known that it will consist of eight one-hour episodes and see Jade Wesker, who appears to be Albert's daughter, fighting for survival 14 years after a deadly virus caused a worldwide apocalypse. Uh, this, of course, is an entirely new direction for Resident Evil franchise in general. From the sound of it, the show will explore a completely new sort of world using the events and details of the franchise. This is also probably why the show is, is set in new Raccoon City rather than, well, Raccoon City. In addition to the release date of Resident Evil, Netflix has released some new teaser art for the series, which you can check out below. Of course, if you wanted to go that, go to comicbook.com. They have a whole article on it. Uh, and they have the official uh, breakdown. It says, year 2036, 14 years after a deadly virus caused a global apocalypse, Jade Wesker fights for survival in a world overrun by the bloodthirsty, infected, and insane creatures in the absolute carnage. Jade is haunted by her past in New Raccoon City, by her father's chilling connections to the Umbrella Corporation, but mostly by what happened to her sister, Billy. How are you feeling about uh, we're finally going to get to see the Resident Evil show on Netflix? Okay, big deal. <laughs> I might actually check it out just because I love Lance Reddick. No, I, I, I'll check it out, but I don't think I'm not having any hopes for it. Yeah, uh, 
anybody, anytime somebody from the wire ship pops up someplace else, I'll give it a try. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I just, I, it's been too long. And after that last Resident Evil movie, I'm just like, yeah, I'm so over this. <laughs> well, this week uh, we also had another big uh, news hit for Disney Plus because this past week, all of the Marvel Netflix series have now found a new home on Disney Plus. And people are like, are you sure Disney Plus? You sure it's not Hulu? Because you know those shows were not PG. Well, that leads us to a bigger situation, and that is that uh, Disney Plus has now got parental controls, ladies and gentlemen. And if you have not signed into your uh, Disney Plus uh, app in a while, uh, upon signing in, if you are the owner of the uh, you know the person who pays for the Disney Plus, the, the main name on there, you will be asked uh, if you are able to see all the content on the site or just the parental guidance ones. And then you could, after you've set it up for yourself, you can set it up for every other user and profile on your account. Pretty easy peasy. I made it through it pretty quick. How are you guys feeling about the Netflix TV series finally finding a home on Disney Plus and of the parental controls, Diesel? That's kind of shocking because, wow, Daredevil and Punisher on Disney Plus. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, it's cool that they're doing this actually, like, you know, keep it all in the one streaming service and yeah, setting up parental controls is actually obviously a good idea for Disney plus to do anyways, just because you're a huge, huge corporation and you just don't want people getting offended with your kids watching stuff that a little outside their range. So it's a smart idea. Ronald, yeah, I'm good with it. It puts it all under one blanket, which is a good thing. People, you know, will find all the Marvel stuff there. Yeah, I, I'm good with it. The shows were actually really good. I understand that they weren't, you know, PG. Uh, that's why I'm kind of hoping Moon Knight is they're pushing the envelope with it. That's why I think they kept it there. Yeah. You know, so we'll see how it goes. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm with you. Actually, that gives me uh, good news for Moon Knight. We were wondering how that was going to work, especially in the atmosphere. But if you're adding other parental control things, I'm I'm assuming that Moon Knight will be able to follow in the footsteps of Daredevil and Punisher and just be there for parental guidance. Um, I'm on board. I, I I'm hip to it. I know we have some Whovians out there, and we got some juicy Whovian rumor mill diesel. You ready for it? The latest in the series of rumors surrounding the identity of Doctor Who's next lead suggests that Hugh Grant will become the 14th Doctor. The story comes via the mirror, which states that a TV insider tipped them off to Doctor Who looking to get the 61-year-old actor aboard to bring a fresh feel to the 60-year-old sci-fi series. This insider added that Grant offers many attributes. Great actor, British, award-winning, Hollywood A-lister, and excellent at comedy. Conversations are in progress. The BBC has declined to comment on the rumor. It's the latest in a series of attempts to pin down the next Doctor ahead of the official announcement. One even suggests that David Tennant would reprise the role. Diesel, I see the look on your face. I know the people <laughs> at home can't. So I am going to go to you first. Hugh Grant as the Doctor, furthermore, the statements that were made by the Mirror. I know nothing of Doctor Who, so could care less if they cast Jack Black as Doctor Who. Don't give a shit. But A-list actor, Hugh Grant? It's I mean, he was an A-list actor about 30 years ago. 20 years ago. 25-ish, I will say. He is no longer... You lose that credibility over the years. Like, 
Mm, I don't even can't remember the last movie he did. I will say this: I do back them up on his great comedic timing, like that time that he got that hooker when he was married to Elizabeth Hurley. Great comedic timing. Oh. <laughs> great, it was great comedic timing. Uh, you know, uh, do you, no, you cannot trust a massive franchise to somebody who cheated on Elizabeth Hurley. No, you no, just well, can't. You can't, especially when you sell the hooker. Oh, hey, yeah. rough. Rough, rough, yeah. rough, rough. Ron, how do you feel about uh, the the rumor? Mind you, this is only a rumor. It's I, not set in stone. It's just out there. Okay, I haven't seen the last two uh, series for the for Doctor Who. I'm not gonna lie, but I I just don't want to see this. Not at all. Makes no sense to me. But you know, crazier things have happened. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I I can't wait to see. And uh, once again, uh, Hugh Grant. I mean, Bridget Jones and, and the Hooker is pretty much all I know about Hugh Grant. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I, I know I've seen him in stuff, but he's <laughs> other stuff too. But I'm just saying those are when I when you mentioned Hugh Grant to me, literally first up the hooker and cheating on Elizabeth Hurley because he's fucking insane. Yeah. He could still be married to Elizabeth Hurley, who goddamn at yeah. 56 years um, old or whatever it is, yeah. she's a fucking smoke show still. That was that was comedic timing at its finest, Mister Grant. And uh, the other part was the Bridget Jones movies. Yeah, yeah. I mm. the troll in me says, "Fuck yes, get you Grant as Doctor Who and just piss off all the Who fans." But that's just the troll in me. <laughs> well, guess what? I have some sad news, but only sad news for a certain sector. This is sad news right now. If you have friends who live in the trailer park, check on them. If you have friends who have teenage kids who are playing hooky from school, check on them, because this just came out this week from. NBC Universal, after 30 plus years on network television, Maury Povich is calling it quits. NBC Universal confirmed Sunday Povich's syndicated show Maury will be ending its its it ending once its 31st season quits airing new episodes later this year. In a dual statement from both Povich, 83 by the way, yeah, Maury Povich is 83 years old. I can't believe that. And the studio, it was revealed the talk show host initially planned to retire six years ago before agreeing to come back. It's expected the series will stop airing new episodes this September. Maury Povich is gone. How? Who is going to take the mantle up of finding out who the real daddy is, Ronald? Uh, Steve Wilkos. <laughs> is he on the air? I, I don't know if he uh, is. I just I know he did it too a couple times. No, fuck the Steve Wilkos show. He tries to tackle way too serious of topics, and then hey, you touched a kid. You can't sit down on my stage. <laughs> Don't invite him on the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was a thing. I remember oh. that episode. Oh, I mean, I have I have the perfect person. And I saw him at the NWA's Crockett Cup this weekend. I have the perfect person to take over for Maury Povich and reach all new audiences. And I know Diesel's going to be with us. Our friend Nell, the Black G's himself. <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't know Black G's, check him out. He he he's out there being a mouthpiece for people on the NWA. I was kind of excited about it. Yeah, got me excited. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, this is a sad day in the hood for the hood pregnancy test. <laughs> did, oh. did the one that had like over 100 guys on the show oh, ever Jesus. find out? Who I don't think so. <laughs> no, that, they, they ran is that it, for a whole season and a half it, worth. Is, is that going to be the series finale? Finally, they <laughs> find the dad. They finally find the dad. <laughs> That's an immaculate conception. She was never a hoe all along. <laughs> by, by the way, I, I think it's, it's, it's funny, though, because every time they bring somebody new, like every time they bring somebody in and it's negative, she's like, oh, no. I guess it could be this other person. <laughs> and then it's like, 
Oh, no. It's like, bitch, your <laughs> legs were open more than a fucking 24-hour McDonald's. God damn. What, do they make a slurry of 37 guys and just pump it in there? <laughs> it's like, it's a real Nightmare on Elm Street category. <sighs> Holy shit. She was hanging at the Colonial before the Colonial? Oh! <laughs> yeah. She, she was down in the Dos Rios basement, I think. That's some local humor for the people in 607. Uh, I don't know. That it's, it's crazy to me that every time it's like, oh, no. And then she does the same thing. She's like, oh, no. It, it, I, I was really hoping it wasn't the and then they bring that person on. It's like, oh no! Like, bitch, just be upfront. Just be upfront and honest to begin with. Just be upfront and honest to begin with, and we wouldn't have gone through ten seasons of you not finding your baby yeah. daddy. Now, and Maury's got a great story though, because you gotta remember he's been doing this for thirty-one years. He's eighty-three years old. If you think your life has gone nowhere, hey, you might get syndicated at fifty-one, and then all of a sudden, here we go. <laughs> he hit the prime of his life in his golden years. And the show has evolved over years because I remember when it was, you know, all like progeria kids and yeah. people with weird fears and shit like that into, you know, sleeping with my baby daddy type shit. Yeah. It was just a spawn off of the Jerry Springer show. But then I found Snitch with the the, the pregnancy test and, and uh, lie detectors. All right. Last question before we move on to the last topic. Out of these, out of the three major shows, Montel, Maury, and the Jerry Springer show, put them in order of classiness. Diesel. Classiness? I think... Okay. I think Maury was more... All right. Montel was most classy, but I don't even consider him in the top three. Okay. Montel doesn't even make the list, so I'm sorry. I'm only doing two. And it's... Well, who's the top three for you? Who it, would be your third? The third one uh, definitely was Montel. Okay, uh, that's fine. You don't have to... I put you on the spot, so I don't know. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Back oh, that in was the, way back in the day. Yeah. You could go with what's-her-name there. Uh, well, no, because then you got like you got the the single talk shows, but cool, then you got like the go, View or see. The, I didn't go with Donahue because Donahue was try was the most classy easily. Yeah, he yeah. did some he did some of the grimier shit, but for the most part, yeah. he was classy. Uh, you could go with oh, you could go with Geraldo. Geraldo Geraldo was a scumbag, so he's de- definitely number three. He may have come off as the classiest, but he was a scumbag. Uh, I mean, I think the scummiest though is probably Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> if anybody remembers that. But I would probably say number two would be Maury, because I don't think anyone could forgive him for the, the progeria kids hide-and-seek stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh that stuff was... It was funny, but he played it off as it was serious, and like, no, no, you knew exactly what you were doing with those little progeria kids, or little fat kids, and I do what I want. <laughs> Jerry, at least... He never said it was fake, but we all knew a lot of it was fake. Well, well, we worked in the pro wrestling business, and we knew plenty of wrestlers <laughs> who did extra work for the Jerry Springer yeah. show. True fucking story. Yeah. Me and Diesel used to talk to guys. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we just went and did a date for Jerry Springer. We, we filmed like three episodes. You're just like, oh, that's why. And then you start watching. You're like, oh, shit, I know that person. Yeah. Yeah. I also know that person. That they, happened a lot. They, they would make the phone, the phone calls around to uh, strip clubs and stuff to mm-hmm. try to get, and they'd be like, this is what we're pitching. We want... Uh, one of the dancers to be dating the DJ but having an affair with one of the other dancers while the other dancer is having an affair with the the dancer's brother or something. Yeah. And it's just like... Uh, and can you bring up, in people for this? Yeah, and can, like, can yeah you, sure, why not? And all they do is... They, they they pay for your yeah so uh, it's a free trip to Chicago yeah, it's your it, free, free free trip to Chicago and free food in Chicago and, and a night in a hotel. But once you're there, you're ru- you know you're rushed right there. You get it done, and the second you're done, they take you right back to the airport. So you only get that one night. Yeah, yeah. So it's just and, and it was a good idea calling the strip clubs because they'll probably pay an extra hundred, two hundred dollars if you flash your tits yeah. on TV. Oh yeah, but that's oh. that's where they got the whole story. I mean, there's, uh, I know a couple of people that got the calls. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like 
uh, uh, but the funny part is Jerry didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like his flashcards were just the names. Yeah. And he, like a lot of these shows, you know, they, he was trying to figure out what the, what was going on and what they were trying to get at. It was so, like a game they did yeah, in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> so he tried to do the most dirty show, but I think he was actually the classiest of the three. Yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah, it was the people behind the scenes that made it, you know. <laughs> uh, I agree with your list. But let's end on the last topic, and we always like to end on a happy and fun note. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. McDonald's announced an unexpected Szechuan sauce drop, bringing back the fan-favorite dipping sauce for a limited time beginning March 31st. The savory and slightly sweet sauce will be available nationwide exclusively, exclusively on the McDonald's app. For just a few days, and while supplies last, McDonald's on Monday, the iconic Szechuan sauce, which is served in a limited edition packaging with five different golden foil designs, will be available for free as a Chicken McNuggets dipping sauce option. Customers can also purchase up to five of the sauces a la carte exclusively on the app. Originally created as a tie-in with the 1998 Disney film Mulan, McDonald's fan-favorite Szechuan sauce has only returned three other times in the past 24 years. Described by McDonald's as an elusive favorite, the app-exclusive Szechuan sauce with limited edition design comes in packaging spelling out Szechuan. McDonald's brought back the sauce at select locations for one day only after being referenced in a season three episode of the Adult Swim hit animated series Rick and Morty, the Rick Shank Redemption, causing a nationwide frenzy. In 2017, McDonald's revived Szechuan sauce as part of a limited time tie-in offering the sauce in specially designed packaging and exclusive Rick and Morty posters. So how is everybody excited for the Szechuan sauce? And this has got me, it's going to be at every McDonald's. And I'm going to let you know. I work at Whitney Point on March 31st. I'm intending on getting McDonald's lunch at work and hopefully getting some, not not to sell. I, I just like Szechuan sauce. Yeah. It, it's just weird that McDonald's is going for, as Rick and Morty also have a program going on with Wendy's yes. as well. So it's kind of weird because they got the frosty pickle thing going on with the, the whole Rick and Morty thing. Um, Although you got to be honest, 1998 Mulan was where they started. Yeah. So I mean, it's not wasn't started just for Rick well, and Morty. No, no, no. It, it came back because of Rick and Morty. Rick oh, and yeah, Morty yeah. brought it back yeah. onto the map. That's yes. why they brought it back. Um, I don't actually think I've ever tried it, and I doubt I probably will get the chance to because I missed it the last time because it was sold out within you know that day. It was supposed to last like a week or two. Yeah, they they gone out. Now last night I did stop at McDonald's and pick myself up a twenty piece because I was feeling a little bit froggy. Ooh. And when they asked what kind of sauce, I'm like, can you get two of each? Ah. They laughed and they hooked a brother up. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I, if I can get some, I'll, I'll buy the five a la carte too, brother. I'm just because I'm gonna get a twenty piece so I can maximize my Szechuan sauce. Yeah, like, uh, continue on, Rod. Well, my like, I'll I'll try to get it myself. But like, what I do most of the time when I get nuggets somewhere, I'm just like, whatever you throw in the bag is great. If you can throw in two, that'd be amazing. And then some people, you just go, you just it just throws them off, and they're like, what? And they're like, okay. And then like, I've literally gotten a small bag full from Wendy's of all the different sauces. And they're like, here's your sauces. I'm like, I just, I have a four piece. They're like, nope, we liked how you asked. So here you go. I'm yep. like, okay. Always be nice to your people at the drive-thru. They yeah. always hook you up. Shout out to my man at the Arby's for when uh, I asked for a few extra Bronco <laughs> Berry sauces. Sauce. And I said, I got no problem paying. Like, give me like $3 worth. He goes, oh, it's bullshit. You guys got to pay for that. And he just filled my bag. I love that. <laughs> I used to, I used to, me and George used to take a ton of broccoli sauce when we used to work at Arby's back in the day. That's all you need to know. We used to use it for our fucking chicken oh, tenders. Everything. Oh, yeah. everything. everything. So it's delicious. 
Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the nerd news. We are going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to hit you up with Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. He's talking box office. He's talking upcoming films and, of course, the top three of the week. And then we're going to end the show, of course, with the 3FN movie review of The Atom Project. All of that when we come back from this break. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Got the top five coming in, and I'm really worried about pronunciation on one of them. Coming in at number five, Dog with $4.1 million. Is that the one you were worried about the pronunciation? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We're getting to it. Okay. Number four. X. I can say X pretty easily. $4.4 million. X going to give it to you. Like I said, listen to Horror Zone 607, and uh, you can get our entire feels on that full review. Spoiler free and spoiler. Number three, Uncharted with another $8 million. Fair enough. Okay. And here we go. Coming in at number two with $14.8 million. Jackie Joban Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. <laughs> uh, that's better than I could have done, but yes, that's an anime movie yeah. from a very popular anime in Japan. Not surprised. Believe it or not, anime movies do well in theaters. And uh, normally, if it was like we're back completely at the theaters, I don't know. Well, there wasn't a big blockbuster out this week, but normally, if we were back full force at the theaters, I don't know if it would have been number two, but still, that's a good showing for yeah. a anime movie. Yeah. So, yeah, number two again, Jackie Joban Jujutsu Kaisen. He just glutton for punishment. He just wants to keep saying it. <laughs> and number one, no surprise, the Batman with another thirty-six million dollars, bringing oh, its nice. domestic total over three hundred. Well, of course, I I, I knew I want to do Spider-Man No Way Home numbers, but I knew I was going to do big numbers, big bucket of win for Warner Brothers and HBO Max. Of course, got two series coming out, and then of course we're going to have more movies. So that's always good news. Yep. And coming up this week on March twenty-fifth. Last time, last chance to see her in action for a little while. Sandra Bullock in the Lost City. Yeah, she's uh, retiring allegedly. Allegedly uh, taking a break. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. The Duke, a Mothering Sunday in Seven Days. And I've heard in certain markets, uh, and I know it won't be on the list because it'll be a replay. I heard they're bringing back Dune. Oh, nice. For, for a run. I don't I don't think it's in every market, but they are bringing back Dune for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I did see that. It's got, I think it starts this weekend, technically. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes out. You might be in a market if you had, didn't see Dune uh, or you didn't watch it on uh, HBO Max or whatever. It's It was great in the movie theater. Yeah. And then next week, we got the big hitter, Morbius, The Contractor, You Won't Be Alone, Barbarians, and Bull. Bull. Strong like bull. Bull's probably the best movie out of them all. I don't know. I'm just being nah, I mean, we're going to see Morbius. We yeah. all got our tickets. We're going to be there preview night, Thursday, 7 p.m. <laughs> there you go. All right, Diesel. That means it's time for this week's top three. All right, because uh, we're dealing with time travel here. Your top three time travel, either TV shows or movies. Good Lord. 
There's a lot of them. There's a lot. Dude, there's so... <laughs> like, I was thinking in my head, and, and, and peek behind the curtain, our patrons know. We don't find out the top three until right before we record. That's why sometimes if you're like, if you wonder why we're saying with the, some of the ones that we say, it's because literally we're coming off to the top of our head. If you really gave me time to think, I could probably do more, but we like doing it better this way. It's more organic. It's a lot more fun. And I was just started thinking, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to pick? Because <laughs> there is a lot. There, there, there is, is a lot. lot of time travel. And you know what? I uh, My number three spot. I solidified her because it's one of the earlier movies I really enjoyed. I know it did not age well, and I know the subsequent sequels sucked, but Stargate. Oh, yeah. The yeah. original movie Stargate with, uh, uh, what's his name there? James Spader, yep. Kurt Russell. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it was a great movie. I, I mean, in the time that I saw yeah. it, was a great movie. Obviously, like I said, didn't age well, but still great. Yeah. Uh, number two, I'm going to get beat down for this one. But I always love this movie, and it's fucking terrible. It's fuck. It's terrible. Diesel, Time Cop, oh, Jean Claude Van Damme. I love Time Cop. I love Time Cop. It's a horrible fucking film. I've never wanted a pair of Wolverine boots so badly before in my life until I saw that movie, <laughs> dude. It is a horrible film, but I love that fucking yeah. movie. And this would be on my list even if I had years to think yeah. about it. Number one though. And it really is my favorite time travel. And I, I understand I could have picked Back to the Future. It would be on my list any other time. But there is one movie that I enjoy immensely. And it stars one of my favorite people on the entire planet. You can judge me if you want to. Justin Timberlake. And it's a movie called Out of Time. And it, it it's time, time travel in the, uh, what do you call it, classic sense? Yeah. But it is time travel in the fact that you can be aged and de-aged and die in a moment's notice. So yeah. it is it is time travel adjacent, and that's why I, I picked it for this list. And I can't scream it enough if you've never seen it. Very good. Johnny Galecki's in it. Uh, he plays. He's pretty much like a junkie, let's be honest. Yeah. And he wastes away because he's a fucking junkie, baby. But uh, I enjoyed that movie. So fuck you, Diesel, because no, you no, give me looks. That, that movie had so much pr- uh, promise. But I think they like they had to force in that love story, which just wrecked it for me. Because I love the idea of the movie, and I love Justin oh, Timberlake I, in it. But it kind of just like went off the rails towards the second act, and I'm just like, Ugh. I agree. But I still, yeah. someone yeah, it, loves that movie, yeah. and that's why I didn't pick it over other things. So I want to be a spotlight on it. I mean, if you really want to know, it'd probably be something else uh, entirely. Because obviously, I'm a huge Back to the Future guy. Uh, just look at my book bag sometime. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, that movie, I give a spotlight to Ronald. Uh, number three, we're going with a time to remember. I believe that's in the title with uh, uh, yeah, Superman there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Christopher Reeves. Or, oh, Christopher Reeves. Oh, yeah, yeah. the old school. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the really old school one. That's yeah. what, that's it's it's one of those movies I saw uh, with a, a dear friend of mine. She's passed since, but uh, uh, it was like we were you know middle school age and stuff and it was just one of those ones that i rewatched. and i was like man this thing's really yeah. it still kind of holds it still holds up and it's one of those movies that if you haven't seen it see it yeah it's one of my dad's favorite movies yeah. actually yeah so um number two i don't know which order to put these in uh number two i'm, I'm donnie darko uh, and then num- great yeah and, and then, then number one's s darko no 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 number one is a you know a classic <laughs> Flight of the Navigator. Yep. Ooh, I love, I love that movie. movie. It is. I love that movie. And by the way, uh, Paul Mall <laughs> as the voice of the ship, aka Pee Wee Herman, yeah. aka Paul Rubens. But yes, in the thing, it was Paul Mall, uh, named after the cigarettes for some reason. But whatever. Diesel. All right, number three. I got a twofer, and it's sort of like a weird take on time travel. So one's a comedy, one's an action, but it's the same sort of premise. 
Groundhog Day and yeah. Live, Die, Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow, whatever you want to call it. By the way, love that choice. And if uh, you didn't say it, I was waiting to the end because I was going to mention Groundhog Day yeah. as, a, as, a, yeah. as a little bit of a bonus. But yeah, yeah Groundhog that, that, that Day, one, both of those. And yes, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. I like it better as that name. Yeah, it, I think I saw it as Live, Die, Repeat, and that's what I know it as. <laughs> right, right, but I love yeah. that, that name. That, that was the I, marketing of it. That yeah. Was, that, that base, it was, two titles, though. It had two titles. Yeah, right. They switched the title at some point in Juncture, and I don't yeah. understand why. Yeah. Well, that, that's how they started. It was Live, Die, Repeat, yeah. and then, then they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow for whatever reason. Well, well it's kind of like uh, that fashion movie, Pret-a-Porte, which is ready to wear, but they thought American audiences were too dumb to say the French words for yeah. it, so that's why they changed it to ready to wear. It's weird shit like that that, that studios do that piss me well, off. The but professional, anyway. professional. Yeah, I like I like both of those. Yep. Uh, my number two is also Ron's number two with Donnie Darko. I, for whatever it's, reason, this, I understand, does not age as well. It's sort of like the Boondock Saints in that sense, but I don't give a fuck. I love this movie, and I'll watch it probably twice a year. Great, great pick. And then number one, actually, we're going with uh, sort of Kind of the same vein as what we're reviewing tonight, but we're going with Frequency. Oh. Because this is wow. where I wanted the movie to go to. Ah, no, I, I, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Two, I forgot about Frequency. I'm not going to lie. So good. It is good. Two, two shout-outs, though. I'm going to give two shout-outs to something we didn't list. Uh, both, actually, in the horror realm. The original Butterfly Effect. <sighs> oh, yes. Which, the original one <laughs> was, was, good. was good. And then I think, like, the fourth or fifth one that was, like, very morbid and shit, that was also good. Everything else in between, not so much, uh, as far as sequels. And then, of course, uh, the one that uh, is, we're hoping to get a third eventually, and that's Happy Death yeah. Day, uh, which is a Groundhog's Day in the, the world of horror. <laughs> so it's kind of awesome. So if you guys have never seen those movies, check all of those out. Once again, we could have gone with the easy Back to the Future, but we didn't. Yeah. We kind of challenged ourselves without Back to the yeah. Future, because obviously yeah, it's one of the greatest movies, franchises of all time. All time. Yeah. Especially after they replaced, and we got the, the you know, Michael J. Fox, who was the original, supposed to be the original star, then they had to switch off him and switch back. That kid was working fucking like 24 hours a day to shoot that movie. God damn it. We got to go back in time. McDonald's ice cream shake was mixed mix up, and I need to buy Shamrock Shake. Ah, yes. Dude. Dude, Christopher Lloyd, man. Christopher National Lloyd treasure. Great. National treasure. Somebody, somebody make sure now that we're no longer guarding <laughs> Betty White. Scarred Christopher Lloyd. Fuck. Oh, no, no. I think Shit. we still need Rick Moranis <laughs> under protection. He ain't oh. getting knocked out again. <laughs> what movie did I watch? Ooh, that knockout game. Oh, man. God, Lord. He, Good played, he played the Lord. father. Oh, uh, nobody. He okay. played the father of the dude, and he just started kicking fast. Nice. Dude, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> dude, fucking great. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, watch nobody if you haven't watched nobody. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, that is going to bring us to the 3FN Movie Club Review of the Week. And as we said last week, uh, we, we were going to go with the Netflix original movie, The Adam Project. So, as you guys uh, are aware, the way we like to do things here is we like to uh, give you all the stats for the movie. Then, we like to give you a spoiler, the spoiler-free synopsis. I usually just read it straight from Wikipedia, so that, that way we know it's spoiler-free. And then, last but certainly not least, we give our recommendation or not recommendation with our reason why, all spoiler-free. Then we will play the spoiler music. We will go to the spoiler zone, and then we will talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and give our scores for this movie. So let's jump right in. Uh, this movie was released on March 11, 2022, with a runtime of 106 minutes, distributed by Netflix, and it was produced by Skydance Media, Maximum Effort, in 21 Laps Entertainment. Uh, the movie was produced by David Ellison, Dana Goldberg, Don Granger, Sean Levy, and Ryan Reynolds. And the movie was written by Jonathan Troper, T. 
C.S. Nolan, Jennifer Flackett, Mark Levin. That's a lot of people to write a fucking movie. And directed by Sean Levy. Uh, your cinematographer was Tobias Schleisler. Edited by Dean Zimmerman and Jonathan Korn. And the music was by Rob Simonson. Of course, this movie stars Ryan Reynolds. Introducing, well, not introducing, but one of the major roles, Walker Scoble. Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Catherine Keener, Zoe Saldana, and many more. And, of course, this movie had a budget of $116 million. And uh, it was on Netflix, so there's no box office. All right, so The Adam Project is a 2022 American science fiction action film directed by Sean Levy from a screenplay from... uh, The plot follows a pilot from the future who goes back in time and encounters his younger self. That is literally the official synopsis of this film. I skipped over reading about all the particulars again. All right, so... Before we get to spoilers, before we really break it down and give a score, for those people who are have not seen it yet and do not want the movie spoiled, would you recommend or not recommend The Adam Project and why or why not? And we will start with the Ryan Reynolds lover, Ron. Just because it's on Netflix, I recommend it. That's it? <laughs> That's, That's all I'm saying. Why. That's all I'm saying. Diesel, recommend, <laughs> not recommend, why or why not? The Atom Project. Ah, so if you've got Netflix and it's your own account, you don't have to worry about your price going up. Sure, there's <laughs> nothing else on on any of the other programming sites, but you're probably better off just watching something on Disney Plus. <laughs> Fuck Netflix and them trying to raise my goddamn bill again. Uh, if that comes into play, trust me, I'm getting rid of it because I already pay more for it than any other fucking streaming service I have, and I have a yeah. bunch of them. Uh, with that being said, I honestly. And I'm going to speak for my wife on this, too. Cannot recommend this film. I know there's people out there who liked no, it. No, I cannot I, recommend this film. If I will say this. It, since it's on Netflix and you already have Netflix, if you really have nothing to do and you want something on in the background, I guess go ahead and watch it. But uh, I can't recommend this film. Yeah, it, it's, yeah I, it's, I, it's, it's it's a pass. Like you'll, you'll have a few chuckles and you'll have a few almost tearjerker moments, but it's like the storyline is just not good. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in the spoilers though. So now, if you want to see it and you don't want to hear, it, or if you if you don't care, uh, you, you know, if you want, if you haven't seen it, you want to see it, don't want it spoiled. I'm all fucking up because I really can't wait to talk about this movie uh, for not good reasons. <laughs> Just newsflash. Uh, but you can, if you don't want to spoil, dip out now, stop now, come back after you see the movie and hear what we say. Maybe you have a different opinion. Maybe you have the same. Of course, if you've seen this movie or just don't give a fuck about us spoiling it, then you don't have to dive out. But here is the warning track. And when we come back, it's spoilers. And we are in the spoiler zone for our spoiler review, spoilerful review, if you will, of the Adam Project. All right, so we're gonna do, we do you know we don't break it down scene by scene ever. So we do the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, and I think this time we're gonna really start with the good because I think it's gonna take a pounding in the bad. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I just have a feeling from everybody's non-spoiler recommendations. Uh, so I will say this, as I say a lot, a lot of movies that it was in focus. <laughs> <laughs> I like the soundtrack. The soundtrack was great. And, and I'm going to give it, I like the third act. And then I'll table it. Go ahead. The, the action scenes were actually weren't that bad. Like the, what they were calling the lightsaber, what young yeah, yeah. Adam was calling it, the lightsaber, was pretty cool. The The guns that they used were pretty cool. And the death scenes from like their quote unquote like stormtroopers were, were pretty cool. Like yeah. the fight cinematography was actually really good. I'm just saying Disney going to sue someone's ass. Continuing oh on. Uh, 
Uh, before I go over here, I also want to say this because uh, I kind of just went there. I did like the third act of the film. Uh, not that I liked it entirely because of the story, but I did like the action scenes in the, the the third act, and it finally had an emotional scene in the third act. Took you an entire fucking movie to get an emotional scene, which is weird. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but I also want to give a shout out. I loved the young Adam. Yeah, I thought he acted just like Ryan Reynolds. It yeah. was like spot fucking yeah. on. I, I I can't I can't uh, William Scoble. Yep. Uh, I I think he did a phenomenal job as young Ryan Reynolds in this movie because he wasn't really playing this Adam character. He literally was playing young Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I I really did dig that. So I want to give him a shout out. I thought he did the best in this movie. Ron, what did you like about the Adam Project? Uh, like you said, I, the the concepts out there, but like the like you said, the action sequences, all the ones that they had. Are actually caught my eye. I like, I'm like, all right, you know, I get it. And all the joke, you know, the jokes that it was, oh, it's a lightsaber. It's not a lightsaber. It's a lightsaber. You know, okay, I get it. it but it, it's just one of those things that's just what's in society now. Like, so it's something's going to be referred to something else. Um, it was an okay story, but it, it's it's there. It's it's not horrible. All right, I'm going to kick off the negatives from it, and I'm, I'm I'll, I'll save myself for last. But I want to poise this with it. How did a movie with such a promising premise, let's be honest, this premise was actually a very promising premise. How did a movie with a promising premise just shit the fucking bed? Uh, (laughs) With that being said, what were your problems with the Adam Project Diesel? Well, well, just to add on to that really quick, a great premise and $116 million behind (laughs) it. You let me direct this movie, 116, you're, you're getting Dune. You're getting a three-hour masterpiece that's going to go into a fucking trilogy because you're going to set this up right. All right, so negatives. It had some really good comedy beats, but they didn't know when to stop. Yeah. Yeah, some of them felt shoehorned, and some of them felt like they overstayed their welcome. Yeah. So it was just like, all right, it had me chuckling a few times, but then it would lead into an eye roll. Like, uh, oh, hold right. on. I.e., yeah. how many times little Adam tried to take the beer from Big Adam? Like, for some reason, in that one scene, he tries to grab that beer, like, five times for some reason. Yeah. And you're just like, it's the same tug of war. It's stupid. It's like, you could have done it. It was cute the first time. It was still funny the second time. But by the third time, you're like, come yeah, on. Yeah, knock yeah. it off. Um, when, you know, he, he confronts the kid's bullies, and he's like, well, tells him to, you know, stand up for yourself, fight these kids. And then the callback later when he's got the, the drone and old Ryan Reynolds is, like, surrounded. And the kid just recites back the same thing to him. Like, no. <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes yeah, I, that, probably an equal amount of times as I chuckled and throughout the movie. Um, the cast, a stellar cast, but there was no reason to ha- to cast Zoe Saldana in this movie for her seven minutes of screen time. Yeah. Agreed. You Agreed. could have cast any up-and-comer actress, any nobody, and it probably saved $10 million. Uh, I'll also go a step further. You could have saved probably... A shit ton of money for not booking Mark Ruffalo for his maybe 15 minutes of, of movie time. See, Mark Ruffalo, I was kind of enjoying, but then even then. You could have put another actor there for yeah. cheaper. I'm yeah. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't matter. But when you have that, you know, that the emotional moment where he's hugging the Ryan Reynolds Adam and saying how much he loves him, how much he's proud of him because he needs this, you know, because, you know, he hated his dad for dying. Oh, spoilers. Mark Ruffalo dies before we even meet him in the yeah. movie. Oh, before they even tell us. Yeah. But yeah, continue. yeah. So we'll get to that in my time. So, you know, the Adam that Ryan Reynolds portrays, you know, hates his father for leaving because it's easier to hate than to be sad. So he's telling him all this stuff and you're just like, all right, we get it. And it goes on for another like 15 seconds. Like, <laughs> I love you. 
I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, he needs. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like we we get it. And then they go play catch. They go play catch, <laughs> and it's like this real field of dreams moment. And you know, because Mark Ruffalo knows, obviously, like, well, the reason you guys are here is, pr- and the way you guys are acting is probably because I'm dead. But we can't change the past. They set this up to actually have a great feel good ending, which would have probably knocked it up two points in my eyes if they would have been like. Well, no, the actual real timeline, your business partner didn't car accident you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that should have been the plot line. Yeah, yeah. They should have had the happy ending. Like, and it would probably, like, I would probably, if they did that, probably it's like, oh, they went with the cliche happy ending. This would at least give me something that I want to see at yeah. least. Agreed. Because it was just like, no, no, no. Like, it should let, let them go into, you know, when they go back to their real times, and then all of a sudden be like, Get a call from their dad, or their dad walks downstairs when the mom's yeah, doing the bills. You, you, oh yeah, yeah. yeah all you, of a sudden, dad's there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah that. in yeah. both sides. Yeah, an older Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I want as I told Diesel in the car. I'm like, this basically felt like what if uh, Ryan Reynolds was cast as Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Pretty and, much. And this was a story that they kind of somebody threw out, didn't like about Peter Quill going to the past to meet his younger self before. His yeah, no, dies. I agree. That was, that and, was and, and and that's just the feel that I got through the whole thing, and I'm just like, oh, so this is like, okay, this was Ryan Reynolds saying, well, I could have been Peter Quill, <laughs> I, but but it, you're not, but you're not, and <laughs> like I told I told Diesel the ending should have been where the the fa- uh, when they were playing catch, the father should have disappeared first, then the the little Adam should have disappeared and left old Adam by himself. I'm like, that's the ending I would have done. <laughs> to which although, I said, oh, it was weird because that was the timeline for. The dad, so it wouldn't have made much sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they've set it up that the actual timeline that they know is real was tampered with. So you could have easily had the happy ending where daddy's back. Yeah, I was expecting that, by yeah. the way. But uh, we, we didn't get that. Ron, do you have anything else you want to tag on to there? Like For it, negatives, I should say. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that they you, you don't know how much was ad-libbed by Ryan Reynolds because you don't know. The guy just ad-libbed so much. And it's just like, it's one of those movies that if you're not really paying attention it gets confusing in the beginning because they jump so much you're like okay they're here they're here they're here they're here then you're like okay i kind of get it now well i mean to that point i mean i can follow and i followed it but they still didn't do a good enough job my my problem is when you're watching a movie they should do a good enough job to make you give you the reasons why you should like love whatever you hate whatever they're trying to whatever emotion they're it's a it's a visual medium it would be like me coming on the podcast or any of us coming on the podcast and going when asked about a movie, we just give you like one word answers. Did you like it? Yep. What'd you like about it? It was good. Like that, yeah. that you know what I mean? That's what you're doing in a visual medium. Coloring. Yeah. But that's what you're doing in a visual medium when you don't give me the reason to fall in love or hate or whatever yeah. the reaction is to the character. And that's on you. And that problem in the opening movie, yeah, I got where we were going and, and so did my wife. But 30, I know it was 33 minutes in because my wife had me check. At 33 minutes in, they had not given me a reason why I should give a fuck about Ryan Reynolds or his younger self or the fact of whatever. I mean, I knew where the movie was going. We're not dumb. We saw all the writing on the wall but as a filmmaker you should have made me fall in love with one of these characters little little adam although i enjoyed his acting and i enjoyed his lines he's a little asshole you don't why would i fall in love with him older adam is an asshole with less humor because think about it when we first meet ryan reynolds he's less funny than he normally is very almost like he's taking this like a super serious role which is fine i'm not shitting on it. he did a good job but it's just like 
because he was so dry and so you know whatever there was no reason for you to love him like the only time you really get feels for him is around that 30 minute mark when he looks out the window of the shed and sees his mom in the kitchen yeah and then you're like oh and you can tell he misses his mom and then he has that interaction with her at a bar which i thought they were going to do us uh the back to the future <laughs> incest moment you know what i mean rather, rather, rather. I kind of yeah, man. but they didn't but you know what I mean, like. But those, but those were thirty minutes in the movie, and you're finally like, oh, you get there's some heart to this, and then it keeps building. But it's just like, fuck, man, you wasted thirty minutes in not showing me why I should give a fuck about these characters or explaining the villain. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All was, of a sudden, Catherine Kinder just shows up. Think about it. We're halfway through the movie before we find out she's the villain. Yeah, halfway through the movie. It's insane. Uh, the other thing that I got to take a hundred and what it was one hundred sixteen million. Yeah, something like that. One hundred sixteen million dollars, and. I agree with you. The deaths of the the, 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 the stormtroopers or whatever you want to call them, they, that looked pretty cool. Then why the fuck were the rest of the special effects like fucking asylum sci-fi thing? Like the fucking like thing, the, the actual re- fusion reactor yeah. or whatever, it looked like fucking made for sci-fi. And then there was like the ships, like that ship coming in and out, like his ship, Ryan Reynolds' ship looked cool. The other fucking ship looked like a fucking made for sci-fi coming in and yeah. out. It was fucking crazy. But then they had these cool effects. So it was like they mixed in some really good CGI cool yeah. effects and they mixed them in with some, with some really shitty effects and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you find it's 116 million and you go, fuck. Yeah, like, you guys couldn't afford better than sci-fi? Like, you give me this storyline, I will rewrite it. You give me that money. We're turning this into a fucking franchise. We are... The first movie is I'm setting it up and I get to learn about Christos and uh, Soriana or whatever. Yeah. And setting that up. But, wow, they're Dude, just like... we don't even know why fucking the one dude Scarface until after, like, we don't even know. They never show the fight, technically, where he burns his face. Yeah. They never show up. We just see him. The first time we meet him, he's got a burnt face. He's like, huh, you upset I did that to you? <laughs> like, you can't yeah. throw it back to something we don't fucking see, my guy. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yeah, it's definitely something that got That's some tough. fucking, yeah. that's some real Zack Snyder way of writing a fucking film, okay? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. You're giving them way too much credit with that statement, Ron. No, they, <laughs> include, they plan never to film that scene just because they're like, oh, that's going to cost like well, $100,000. They skip right in. They skipped they, like, That was the weird part. Uh yeah, those were my major problems. Those, you know, there's a couple other ones, but it's just like fuck. Yeah, like the premise of the movie, and like the the bright spots of the movie, you could have had a way better fucking movie. Yeah. With that being said, it was the better of the two movies I saw this weekend. <laughs> you'll find out in my score, especially if you listen to Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven about the X score. But with that being said, uh, before we get there, we got to find out what the rest of the internet thought about the Adam Project, and uh, we like to do that in a fun way because you know what. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. Last week, Diesel regained the throne by the skin of his teeth. We came down to the last wire. It was fucking awesome. Can he retain or will Ron reclaim the throne? It's time to play the game. Of course, the way we play the game around here is it's the closest to come to the number without going over Price is Right rules, except for if we need the tiebreaker, because the tiebreaker one is the closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here. And on top of that, if it needs to be worth two points to make it exciting, we'll make that happen as well. With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and jump right in, gentlemen. And I'm going to forewarn you. Oh, no, we have all the regulars. The other day when I looked this up, they had a different one on here, so I'm glad that they got their <laughs> usual suspects. You guys hate it when I throw a monkey wrench in. All right. Ron, you're the challenger. You go first. And, of course, first up is IMDB. Out of 10, using points, what did they give the Atom Project? 6.2. Diesel. 
All right. So you, you, give, you actually helped me by going exactly there because I was going to say six, but we're going to drop it down to a 4.5. Oh, now. damn it. <laughs> I was right there. 6.2, and Ron gets the point 6.8 out of 10. Okay. IMDb is generous on me. Yeah. Have you noticed that? There are no Google users, though. Oh, that's true. All right. Metacritic Diesel out of 100%. And remember, this is only critics. What did they give <laughs> the Atom Project? I, I want to say something ridiculously low, like 33. But for some reason, I th think because it's Ryan Reynolds and all this huge cast, they're going to go higher. I'm going to go 60. Ronald. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your 33. Okay. <laughs> Ron <laughs> the queen. Sweep. Flawless victory. That's right, because it was 55%. Okay. So you should have gone with your first gutter a little uh, higher. All right, so for funsies, let's just make the roundabouts here. Uh, Ron, Rotten Tomatoes combined score out of 100%. What did they give it? Rotten Tomatoes, 52. Uh, diesel. I don't think it's, uh, it's a splat. I think it's 70. Ah, you were the closest, but you would have gone over 68%. <laughs> and it was, still wasn't a splat, because that's above the splat zone. Uh, of course... Last but not least, the the wonderful people at Google Diesel out of 100%, what did the Google users give it? It's 84. Ryan. It's Ryan Reynolds. 84. 92. Ron, you were one point off. It was 93%. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Ryan Dude, I Reynolds. I just want to point this out. Ron, overall? Flawless victory. <laughs> would have been completely flawless with the four. Maybe I should wait for the flawless, even oh. with a win, till the end. Because, man, that was a complete <laughs> flawless victory. He skunked you, bro. <laughs> I'm glad it's on this movie. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that being Ooh. said, it is time for us to give our scores. Of course, we will give the nerd score, and afterwards, I will give my critic score. But the nerd score is simple. If you're first joining us, uh, let me let you know what it is. It is an entertainment score. That means that, yes, we take into account like the critics, the, our critic score with it as well. But we also lean on more how much it entertained us and how we really felt about the movie. Perfect example of this, me and Ron use it all the time. Maximum Overdrive. Fucking terrible film. Terrible. Two out of ten at best. And I think that's even being generous. But myself and Ron both love it. We would give it a four out of five on the nerd scale because it's so fucking entertainment. It's so terrible. It's great. Of course, the nerd scale goes as follows. A one is just no. No. Don't watch it. Don't see it. Don't ever fucking even think about watching it. It is terrible. A two is you've been warned. You've been warned means, you know what? It's not as bad. It's, it's a little better than a no, but it still isn't good. We're letting you know if you watch it, you're, you're probably going to be disappointed. Definitely don't spend any money on it because, whoo, it's bad. Uh, three is an average film. It's a, you know, it's, it's there. It is, it's good. It's decent. And, and with that, uh, you know, you might not want to go out of your way to see it in the theater. In this case, it's a Netflix movie. So, you know, you can watch it on Netflix. So it's hard to be like, hey, you know, wait till it comes out of streaming service. It's already there. But so like, maybe this is the best place for the best this movie could help for. Because, honestly, I want to spend money on it. I want to buy it. That's the three. Of course, four is just take my money. That means if it's in the theater, go see it in the theater. If you would like to buy it on or rent it on Amazon and pay for it or buy it, it's worth it. It's worth spending money on it because it's a, you know, it's a great movie. It's, it's better than average. It's, it's good. Feel free to spend money on it. And of course, last but certainly not least, is Certified Nerd and it's Rarefied Air. That is the instant classics, ladies and gentlemen. You should go to see it in the theater probably more than once. You should probably go ahead and buy it when it's on Blu-ray, DVD, or digital. You should also add it to your rotation and every so often go back and revisit it. It's Certified Nerd. Uh, the last movie that was Certified Nerd across the board was The Batman. 
Previous to that, it was Spider-Man, No Way Home, and then Avengers Endgame. And there's been a couple that have come close. We only give you the ones that were all three of us, but I mean, me and Diesel also voted for Last Night in Soho. Ron was at a four. It's fine. That's why we don't give it the complete, because we all have to agree for it to be completely certified nerd, but that's how this works. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go to Diesel first this time. <laughs> Diesel on the nerd scale, what do you give the Atom Project? Uh, it's a solid two. Like, not a two and a half, not a, almost a three. It's a <laughs> solid two. You've been warned. <laughs> uh, Ronald, what are you giving it? I have to follow suit and say it, too. Like I was saying this. I'm By the way, like, that's the bonus one point for Ryan Reynolds being in the movie. So it should have been a no, but Ryan Reynolds was in it. Go ahead. Sorry, Ron. No, no. It's like it's a two. It's on Netflix. Maybe catch it if you want background noise or something. Or if you just want to fast forward it to just the action sequences that you can see them coming a mile away. And you can just watch them and it's fine. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm also giving this a two. Queen, a clean sweep of... Then the two, you've been warned by all of us. Yeah, it, there's not a lot to look forward to in this movie. Like, we, we talked about it ad nauseum. It's convoluted. It goes there. I, I kind of lied to everybody because technically speaking, I, I just looked it up. This is the worst movie I saw this past week because I gave X a four and a half out of ten. <laughs> I give this movie a four out of ten. Okay. And the, most of the reason I gave it a four out of ten, I'm going to be honest with you, is the third act actually impressed me enough to give it a, a boost and a point. Uh, the acting by the young gentleman in this movie gave me a point, point, point boost, mm -hmm. and also the action scenes, as Diesel pointed out, and I, I agreed with earlier, gave me a little boost to it. So I feel comfortable saying it's a four. So it is still a below average movie, but I did give X four and a half. So technically, it was not the worst movie I saw this past week. It was the second worst movie. And if you would like to hear the reasonings I gave the beloved A24 film X, a four and a half. Check out Horror Zone 607 because we have a full review on that over there. All right. With that being said, that brings us to the end of this week's 3FN Movie Club. But next week, we I would said something wrong last week. I forgot that we were a week away from Morbius. So next week, we have a show before we go see Morbius. So obviously, Morbius will be two weeks away. So two weeks from this show, we will be reviewing Sony Entertainment's brand new film, Morbius. But next week... We want to dive into the vampire realm. We want to do something with a vampire. We want to do something fun, though, because I'm assuming Morbius might not be fun. <laughs> so we want to do something fun. So next week for 3FN's Movie Club. So you've all been warned. So that way you can go out and watch it as well and because we always want to hear from you. Next week, we will be doing Vampire in Brooklyn. That's right. The classic starring Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett at her sexiest. Let me just throw that out there. That is coming up next week on the show. So Vampire in Brooklyn will be next week's 3FN Movie Club review. So be prepared for it. With that being said, we've come to the end of the show. But before we go, we got to pay some bills. So that means we're going to do some shameless plugging. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type in 3 fat nerds into any podcast provider out there and booyakasha there we are remember for everything we talk about it is the number three not the word three and of course while you're there that podcast provider make sure you click that follow or subscribe button so you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week we're also on facebook same deal type in that search bar three fat nerds podcast there you're going to find our page you're going to like our page you're going to comment rate review help us spread the word of nerd of course we're also on twitter instagram and tiktok at three fat nerds pod remember for all our social medias use that hashtag Hashtag 3FN pod. Now, if you're one of the 93% that's like, oh my God, I love the Adam Project. How dare you guys? Let us know. 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. 
Of course, there's the double duty. First up, make sure you're following us over there on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Each and every week, we come to you with 607TWS live Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and Ken M. from the ODPH talking all things pro wrestling. Of course, if you don't want to watch it on Twitch, whether it's the replay or live, you can always do it wherever you get great podcasts by searching 607TWS. But... You know what? Go follow us over there on Twitch. It's a great show. Of course, coming up in April, we will be doing the Three Fat Nerds four-year extravaganza. And next week, we are going to give you the exact date and the time and what we're doing. The patrons already have an idea, but we're going to give everybody out there so everybody knows what's going on for the four-year anniversary extravaganza from your Three Fat Nerds. Uh, But uh, you might want to make sure you're following us over there on Twitch already because that's where it's going to go down live. Also, while you're at it, visit us. And if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of great bonus content, you can do that at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get to support us. You get extra bonus content. You get to hear the Three Fighters podcast early. You get it first, Monday nights, and it's uncut uncensored and uncooked you get to hear the horror zone 607 podcast early and it's the unslashed edition you also get to hear 3fn after dark as we have been uh, perfecting that and eventually it's going to be the massive but then you'll get it early and extra stuff and we will actually be revamping one or two other things for patrons only as we are going forward ladies and gentlemen you want to be a part of it and you could also be just like our uh, patron Josh, who is in the Diesel's Minnow group. It's only $3 a month. And he just won himself a Funko Pop today because we do a monthly giveaway for our minnows. So make sure you are fi- make sure if you would like to support the show and all the streaming and podcasting we do, you make sure you uh, join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash eight one double deuce p-r-o-d-u-c-t-i-o-n-s dot com and of course uh, if you're not like diesel and don't like to overcompensate <laughs> you can just go to eight one two two productions dot com for all things eight one two two productions uh that's the three fat nerds podcast horror zone 607 607 t w s and much more of course on the website we have all of our social medias. You can find all that great stuff there. There's the link to the T Public Store if you would like to buy some swag and support us. The Patreon link's there. The Twitch link's there. Of course, also we have uh, our our band, the bands that uh, provide us with music, so we can do copyright free music for you guys. Of course, I'm gonna give them a shout out right now. First off, shout out the Robots who does our theme music. Of course, there's also Second Suitor, uh, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, the Jasons from West Virginia, and the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. Thank you for allowing us to use your music. And furthermore, you can support them also on Spotify. YouTube Music and Bandcamp. Also, we have our friends of the show, like the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast. You get the link there. Go right over on their website. And uh, more importantly, our friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, August 26th and 27th, going down at the Vernon Downs Casino in Vernon, New York. You're going to want to be a part of that weekend. Tickets for the weekend for the two days, $20 or $15 for one day. Uh, There's a ton of vendors. Vendor spaces are sold out. We got celebrities showing up. So far, we have some announced. We got another big celebrity being announced on April 1st. So you're not going to want to miss that as well for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. The link to the website to get tickets and everything else right on our website. So just click on Friends of the Show. Also, we have our local sponsors who help bring this show to you each and every week commercial free. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web. DragonMasterGames.com And of course, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607, you can always 
Find out what's going on in the shop by liking their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three pet nerds sent you. Run! One out of ten stars. Not, not a ten. After si- sitting through three hours of this movie, I must say that I left the theater a little disappointed. It was much too dark, as in illumination, not mood. Many scenes were simply blurry. The director couldn't decide if he was making a movie of a premier classic fantasy book or a teenage horror flick. There were too many scenes where they just lured the audience only to flash us with a fearful s- surprise. If you're c- contemplating seeing this movie, don't expect a movie worth of the rating it is getting. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I will bash Lord of the Rings with anybody else, but this guy is a nut job. Whoa. <laughs> Diesel went there. Diesel went there. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show. We're at the end of the road for this week. And of course, as always, we hope we brought you some entertainment. We hope we brought you some laughs. And we definitely brought you our opinions and takes in the most vulgar way we can always do it. Right here on the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. That's what you come here for. Our, our movie reviews and our shameless asshole takes. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. That's why you're here. That's why you're loving us. If you're just joining us and you're listening to me right now, hopefully you come back for more. For those of you who've been with us for the ride, you've already come with us for, for most of this time, however long you've been coming with us. You might as well continue the journey because we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, folks, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. You know, time to bust out some minnows. Lord of the Rings just sucks. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to hide it, but you show it. I need you to know, I felt it too. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Just like you, just like you, just like you. If you can see through my eyes or feel through my skin, maybe then you'd understand. But you never did, you never took the time. To ask how I felt Assuming that I'd be okay Just like everybody else